0: Welcome to the Go Well podcast. This is Kate Mercer, and today I'm talking with Roz Ben-Mosher, who is a positivity, resilience, and wellness coach. Roz is a leading provider of laughter, wellness, positivity, and mindfulness programs, and she's also adjunct lecturer at the School of Public Health and Psychology at La Trobe University in Melbourne. Uh, Roz is a coordinator of a world-first laughter, resilience, and well-being online short course for professionals, and she's also author of Laughing, at Cancer, How to Heal with Love, Laughter and Mindfulness which is part memoir and part healing guide uh, and was written following her own shock diagnosis of bowel cancer. Roz is ambassador for the digital app Laughter Expert for the Love Destination, mentor for Bowel Cancer Australia Peer Buddy Program and is a global laughter yoga ambassador. She has written extensively for health and well-being publications including the Canberra Times, Huffington Post, Mamma Mia, Wellbeing, Magazine and the Art of Healing magazine, and is presently working on her next book documenting laughter's effect on mind, body, and spirit. Welcome to the Go Well program, Ros Ben Mosher. It's lovely to have you with us. It's lovely to be here, thank you. And what a wonderful pursuit you've got talking to people about laughter. Yes, I know. What could be better? Yeah. <laughs> I sometimes have to pinch myself that it's my profession. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's start there. How, how did you get into uh, teaching people all about laughter and getting everyone to giggle more? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I was sort of at a bit of a fork in the road myself in my own Uh, career. And I'd been writing uh, food as medicine articles and had a, a, this is like going back 20 or something years ago, and even had drafted a a recipe book, gluten-free, Dairy free, more or less vegan, and took it to publishers. And they just sort of said, Nah, that's not going to sell. No one's going to be interested in that. So I sort of went back to the drawing board and I thought, Well, there is more to well being than just nutrition. And I applied to do postgrad in health promotion at La Trobe University. And they said, Well, you really don't have much of a background in health. We'll need to see something of yours that sort of shows that you are you know on the path to to, you know being in this industry and it just so happened there was a world health promotion conference more or less at the same time and I volunteered and at this conference there was a laughter yoga session in between all the serious sessions and I attended and I just thought wow not sure what I'll do with this, but it was really powerful and really, you know, made a profound impact on me. And it's just amazing, you know, here it was I in a room of 70 something people and, and just through laughter, we, we connected. Mm. And yeah, and then I began studying and there was a lot of talk about mental health. But what I was hearing was was a lot of talk about stress and depression and anxiety, and I was thinking that's sort of more like negative mental health, but laughter, on the other hand, is very much positive uh, mental health, and I went on to train to become a laughter yoga facilitator, and
0: the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, great story. And so what year was that when you had that first experience at the conference? I think it was in 2003, it
1: may have been 2002, I'll have to look it up, okay. but, uh, many years ago. Yeah, about yes. 20 years ago.
0: Cool, yeah, that's my own experience with laughter yoga too, Having I attend a lot of conferences and they they very often do have a laughter person there, and uh, but that's really interesting, isn't it, the way that, as you said, it's a really quick way of getting people to connect, well, isn't I- it, you know, lose their <laughs> intermissions and just go high, you know.
1: That's, that's right. I mean, there's, it's one of the quickest ways to bridge connection, you know, smiling to someone or sharing a laugh. It's just, you know, you get that sort of feeling of intimacy. And, and if you are conducting laughter, especially or smiling, and you can see a person's face virtually or in, in the flesh, it, it also helps sort of trigger some of those uh, hormones of well being. you know, like oxytocin and serotonin and endorphins that, that make us feel better.
0: Yeah that's actually, Yeah mm-hmm. that's what I was going to go to next actually was what is actually happening in our bodies and our minds when we when we do laugh is it is it the same is it similar stuff that's being um triggered as when you're crying is it the same sort of thing or how, what's how what's actually happening in- Similar, it's similar in that
1: there are tears and it is a release, but actually, apparently, the tears come from a different, it's, they're different tears. Apparently, these have been measured. But what's it, there's, there's a range of physiological changes that occur when we laugh. The very first thing I think you would notice is that laughter is a very aerobic activity. Kate, you can't laugh without breathing. Mm. So the more you laugh, the more you breathe. So therefore, you get enhanced oxygenation, mm. which is really important to, to energy and you know, just you know, helping you know, making us feel more alert, also helps you know keep a healthy heart. You know, you get more because it's aerobic. You're getting sort of you know more optimal sort of flow of, of blood, and it is a great de stressor So, in some of the research that I've done, we've found that. Initially, when people start to laugh, the blood pressure actually goes up, but then in a very short period of time, it actually goes back down again, which is you know part of that sort of relaxation response. Laughter also helps to stimulate the lymphatic system, which is a manual system in our body. And so that's obviously very important for immune health. And it has a very similar effect in the brain to meditation. They've shown that people laughing Actually, there's there's a there's a whole of brain activity, a release of gamma waves, which is the same thing that is observed when people are meditating. So that's sort of on a physiological level, and and obviously, you know, you would know this yourself. You've had a really good belly laugh. You can feel your belly muscles moving, your mm. diaphragm. It's you know, it's a, it's a whole of body workout. Mm. And then there's the other aspects, you know, those emotional aspects, those social aspects, you know, the things that sort of relate to resilience. That if you can start to laugh at a problem or a concern or a challenge, you're you're creating some emotional distance and you are enabling yourself to be able to sort of just, yeah, just be able to move forward with a bit more positivity um, and, and less trauma.
0: Mm. so well certainly I, I don't think there'd be anyone out there who would not be wanting to laugh more but in these times it's a little bit more tricky so it's really good to be talking with you so what are some of the barriers to i guess making yourself laugh yes and
1: it's and, and you're right it is more tricky and the, the the beauty about a practice like laughter yoga or intentional laughter is we don't wait for something funny to happen to laugh we don't leave laughter to chance and this is the problem when we're going through really challenging times one of the last things associated with that time would be laughter mm. but it's actually one of the best things you can do to really help sort of shift through some of those sort of more challenging emotions we you know we can get more laughter by you know choosing choosing to laugh choosing to spend time with people who buoy our spirits choosing to tune into you know programs like this or uh you know lessening our news time or even having our own good news channel so it's really important just to give ourselves permission to, to choose to laugh. And this is a body mind practice. So what I mean by that is, is that the laughter might start in the body, and not like through humor, which starts in the mind, but your body can't think your body can only feel and when it's in that sort of process of laughing you have this wonderful physiological response you have you know those neurotransmitters of well-being flooding your system you know the serotonin endorphins dopamine oxytocin so it's it's a whole of body experience that that can start through just choosing to laugh as opposed to waiting for it possibly to to you
0: know to happen you also work with some apps don't you so can you actually name some of those apps that people can go to, to have that experience, to love?
1: Well... I don't as such have like, you know, my own app. There is an app called A Laughy, which is something that a, that a colleague of mine has devised. And, and that involves essentially creating one minute of your own laughter and then you can play it back to yourself or you could potentially, you know, choose someone else's laughter, like, you know, a, a, a child's laughter. That That's always good to, to get the gil, giggles happening. Otherwise, there are just a range of, I mean, so many, you know, things available online Mm. these days, various laughter yoga clubs and forums, and, you know, often, you know, facilitate something or, you know, if you if you have a look on um, SoundCloud or other meditation platforms, you will start to see there's sort of probably more smiling meditation practices than laughter practices. But there are just many things. As I say, if you just sort of look into that virtual world, you'll you'll find something.
0: It's interesting, even actually just having this conversation, doing this interview with you. I can feel my eyes smiling just at the topic of laughing and smiling. You know, it's 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 immediately lifting, isn't it? shall we um, do you want do you want to uh, go straight to an example now and we'll get all the people listening, everyone that's listening in, and we can all do this together? Okay, yeah, sure. Well,
1: I describe laughter very much as joyful breath work, so it really is a matter of you know we have we have different types of breathing, you know the more superficial breathing and the deeper more abdominal breathing, and the deeper more abdominal breathing is more optimal and it stimulates that relaxation response. The same goes for laughing. So you can have sort of very gentle <laughs> laughter, or really sort of some deep, some deep laughter. So I know this is on radio, but let's <laughs> yeah. let's let's just experiment by first um let's just uh, experiment by placing one of your hands around your throat gently. And just just let's see if we can feel the vibration of laughter in your throat, just with a gentle giggle. And you can pretend that you're giggling with someone if this feels a little bit strange. So just feel this laughter giggle in your throat. (laughs) 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 And you should be able to feel that vibration, right? Yeah. And so to deepen that, so let's now place your hands on your chest, and we're going to now with ha, we're going to ha 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 ha, and see if we can feel that vibration in our chest, getting a bit of a deeper laughter happening. So let's on on the count of three: one, two, three. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. <laughs> and now, an even deeper type of laugh is that really deep belly laugh. So, you know, why wait until Christmas? Let's let's get this um ho ho laughter happening. So if you place your hands on your belly, see if you can really deepen that laughter, so much so that your hands on your belly move. So just taking a deep breath in. And then as you exhale with a ho ho ho
0: ho.
1: just taking a nice deep breath in and out and once more in and we'll sigh it out this time <sighs> get rid of some of that excess stress and one more breath in and this time we'll laugh it out <laughs> <laughs> fantastic so listen we could go and do a whole repertoire of different laughs but I think we'll probably run out of time it's about reminding yourself that the body cannot think the body can only feel and what might start off as the body you know very much you know influences the mind and and as long as you know you're just sort of going with the process you know no pressure and you understand yeah sure we have been conditioned over a lifetime to laugh when something is funny so we're We are flipping the equation here. It's very, very natural to feel not so sure about this, but in no time at all, it's like your brain overrides that process and it's like, wow, this is so cool. I'm laughing and it feels great. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I think it's a fantastic thing to cultivate. Certainly, I'm imagining all these people at the bottom of their gardens doing the laughing exercises <laughs> well, yeah, why not I mean these are the things that we've got particularly now in the times that we're living in we've got to look closely at these things you know it doesn't cost any money it doesn't only one thing it can do and that's make us feel good you know so why would we not
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And it, you know, it's something that, you know, it's very innate, you know, at we are smiling, you know, at a few weeks of age. We are laughing at, you know, six weeks of age. And what happens over a lifetime is, is that often, you know, we start to laugh less because we don't like being laughed at, because that's very painful. And then when we get into our serious jobs, you know, we doesn't, you know, we can't, you know, afford to look like we're having too much fun laughing all the time, or people think we're not doing a good job job so over time laughter that in children's very much from the heart very playful actually sort of tends to become more of an intellectual construct in our heads and you know and it even gets to the stage Kate I don't know if you've noticed this or other listeners that something funny might happen and that's exactly what someone will remark about it's like oh that's really funny it's like well if it is so funny where is the laughter yeah and and it's just buried deep within so you know because we've just often forgotten how to laugh or forgotten that it's important but it's a very natural thing for human beings to
0: do yeah well certainly it sort of feels to me that we're not laughing as much as we used to is there statistics on that or have you do you have you found that just with your observations
1: yeah anecdotally Given the times we are living through, there appears to be less laughter because there is a sort of more of a, a subdued atmosphere, both in, in people's homes, in their broader surroundings and also in the world. I mean, you know, you mm. just have to think about the state of the world and it's not much to laugh yeah, about. But
0: even, even, uh, even prior to COVID, I think, you know, we've been seeing, you know, mental health statistics rising even before COVID hit. I think, well, in my mind, I feel that we've all become a lot more sensitive to so many different topics than we used to be, and we have. perhaps laughing at different things. Like, it used to be okay to sort of laugh at people, but now it's no, you don't. That's not, you know. And I really get that too. But gee, we used to laugh a lot. Oh God, that 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 person is so silly, didn't we? That sort of laughter.
1: Yes, it's it's a it's a fine line, though, isn't yeah, it? Because it is. I- no, you, no one no one likes being laughed at unless you're a comedian uh, and there's no doubt that there's you know there is you know we are living in a in an era of acute political correctness which is in many regards quite fraught because in the olden days even it was the comedians who had the power to be able to create some sort of a response to some of the the absurdities that were going on but these days even comedians have to be careful as to, you know, what, what they're getting their audience to laugh about because because we live with so many
0: sensitivities. But it's interesting too, I'm just thinking about even earlier, like people like the Marx Brothers, you know, that sort of slapstick comedy used to be, people used to love that, laugh, 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 laugh. Uh, yes. Laurel and Hardy's sort of Charlie Chaplin sort of era where they're just falling over all the time, over and over, and it's the same thing over and over again. But people used to laugh a lot. But these shows, I think you can play the same thing and and people wouldn't laugh nearly as much.
1: Well, it's interesting because, say, for example, if you take the the pandemic, I mean, honestly, more or less as soon as that uh, unleashed onto the world, so did a virtual pandemic. You know, there was you know, my. I mean, I know that obviously my little bubble. It's more, to be more expected, but you know, I was just blown away by how many humorous memes and jokes about toilet papers and songs and mm. dads like you know getting up on TikTok and you know make you know doing silly dances. So I actually think that there is still a lot of laughter it's a very natural response you know during challenging times i just think that at the moment the the voice of negativity is sort of drowning that out but honestly if you if you look there is so much humor and so much laughter out there
0: well that's really yeah that's a really good point you know it's it's what you choose isn't it so well i want to come back to the laughter process again and the barriers, because you come back to this thing of, oh, God, it looks so silly and I feel so silly. How can you... What do you say to people when when they're thinking like that?
1: Yes. Well, well, you know, there's there's often very, res- you know, a lot of resistance. And, and, you know, as I said earlier that, you know, we have been conditioned to laugh when something's funny. When I do any presentation firstly, I sort of go through a process, you know, where people give themselves permission to choose to laugh. And I think that once people sort of firstly, sort of intellectually hear that there are many health benefits, Mm. and that there is some sort of reason, and as long as they sort of willingly go along with it, that mind, it shuts off because it starts to get flooded with those neurotransmitters of of joy in any case. So it's very hard to maintain that sort of resistance Mm. when you start to laugh whether that's as a result of a simulated laughter exercise or because someone said something really funny your brain actually can't differentiate between the two there's been you know research that's that's been conducted into that so it's just about allowing yourself to feel the difference that laughter makes no
0: matter how you got to be laughing in the first place and then as I say your brain just switches off and you just feel better So it's called intentional laughing and the more that you do intentional laughing you also say that over time I guess you are more likely to spontaneously laugh more. Absolutely. And I'm really
1: pleased you said that. It's all about rewiring our brain. So for example, an average adult, for example, their brain, you know, thinking about their brain and laughter, if they've been going through the regular sort of stressful life, perhaps those neural pathways towards laughing out loud and smiling more aren't going to be very well established. But the more you choose to smile, the more you choose to laugh, the more those neural pathways develop. So. that's where the resilience comes in because their response to stress will hopefully not be as dramatic. It's sort of like, you know, do you choose to view your life as a drama or a comedy? And, and when you are choosing to laugh, you're, you're embodying that laughter. It becomes, you know, just much more of an unconscious thing that you do. So the it's it's like any
0: practice. The more you practice yeah. it, the more it becomes effortless, you uh, know? Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Talking further about setting an intention around laughter, you talk about, how to power up your inner smile with smiling mindfulness practices. So are you able to describe those and can we? Can you give us an example as well? Absolutely. I found that uh, smiling was in
1: many regards a bit of a superpower, uh, especially when I was... Uh, recovering from bowel cancer surgery about 10 years ago. And I couldn't physically laugh like for, for many weeks. Firstly, there's nothing funny about a cancer diagnosis. I wasn't in the mood for laughing. And then after the major bowel resection operation, I couldn't laugh. But Knowing that there is so much merit in you know laughter being the best medicine, I thought, well, how can this be? Uh, how can I explore this? And one of the things was was through smiling, and smiling is you know one of these things that can change our physiology, and it does stimulate endorphin flow. So endorphins are our body's internal morphine and i think you know all of your listeners would know you know how how strong and potent morphine is so even just the gentle act of smiling if it's heartfelt has you know the ability mm. to positively change our well-being you know we can we can do this right now if you would like you know just starting you know firstly just taking a couple of deep breaths in and then out Closing your eyes if you are not driving.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: <laughs> Don't close your eyes if you're needing to concentrate on anything. Mm. If you are somewhere, you're just listening to this in a, in a quiet space, it's lovely to, to close your eyes, connect to your breath, feeling the slightly cooler air as it enters your nostrils and the slightly warmer air as you exhale. And one more deep breath in and then out. And now I'd like you to place a smile on your face. It might help you to think about a time in your life when everything was going as well as it possibly could when you were feeling unconditionally loved. And just sit with this smile on your lips and note how it makes you feel. And with each inhale and each exhale, just deepening that connection to the smile as if the smile and the breath are connected. Breathing it in and exhaling it. Noticing how your whole face is feeling with this smile, your cheeks, your nose, your eyes, your chin, your forehead. Just breathing this smile in and once again, just sharing it a little deeper down, perhaps now into your heart space. Filling your heart space with feelings of joy and love, of that radiant energy of a smile. With each inhale and each exhale, that feeling expands and grows, filling your heart space with love and sense of ease. And now, just directing that smile just a little deeper down into your belly, encircling your belly with those beautiful feelings of a smile, perhaps even visualising whatever works for you, just sending the energy of the smile around. With each inhale and each exhale, this feeling grows. Until soon it is, your whole body embodies a smile. And every cell, every tissue, every fibre, every muscle in your body is smiling back at you. And note how it makes you feel. And know that at any time of the day, no matter what might be going on in your external environment, you can always change your internal environment by placing a heartfelt smile on your face. It's just another moment now just to really just sort of work with the energy of this smile, sending it to wherever you feel in your body you need it the most. Breathing it in and exhaling it and when you're ready if you just let go of this practice and come back to the room or wherever you are and and open your eyes and come
0: back to this interview (laughs) oh that was so gorgeous just i hope a few people joined us there i was certainly right there with you it's an easy thing to do if you do a bit of meditation anyway just to also You know, smile. I can see how over time that would happen a lot more naturally if you kept on doing it. That's Mm. right. So, I mean, that's what, I mean,
1: I will always embed some smiling into any meditation practice I do. It's just Mm. something that, you know, Mm. once upon a time, Mm. it was something I had to consciously choose and now it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, just something that I do and I feel better for it.
0: We're coming to the end of the interview now. So what's your website if people wanted to find out or any other websites that you'd like to steer people towards uh, to find out more about? Laughter therapy, I guess you call it? Well, yeah, laughter wellness. Yeah, or, or how to, you know, establish a laughter mindset.
1: Mm-hmm. So my website is Laughlife. Dot com dot au and i've also got some free meditations available on soundcloud so they are some inner smile meditations and oh. meditations to get your endorphins flowing if people would like to check them out and you know in the usual
0: sort of social media platforms you can find me somewhere that's right <laughs> okay. yeah well that's fantastic and uh, so it's Roz. Uh, Ben Moshe. You've done well. Oh, fantastic. So and anyway, I'll be putting that that up on the Go Well Radio Facebook page. Is there anything that you'd like to say in closing? Yes.
1: Well, firstly, thank you for inviting me onto the show. And secondly, and really importantly, please don't leave smiling and laughter to chance. Just experiment with, you know, going outside and sharing a smile, sharing a laugh in person or virtually, you know, It's just even if it starts off as a simulated thing in your body, it will just impact your well-being. You will notice in time you'll be getting to smile and laugh more freely and frequently. So be well and uh, thank you very much.